woods. No, out, out, out of the woods. woods. <laughs> out of the woods. <laughs> And welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And we are going to bring you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Indeed. Indeed it will. Indeed it will. Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. Let me ask you a question. What do you do successfully? <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Not podcasting at this point. <laughs> not podcasting at this point. We're not successful at it, and we're not quick at it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but we have a good time. We hope you do, too. Uh, you know, I'm glad you're joining us again. Yeah. You may or may not regret that at the end of tonight's episode. Oh, you think we're going to regret tuning in? Myself included. Yes, you and I are going to regret all of this. <laughs> I already do every day of my life. I already do every day. Oh, you know what they wouldn't regret? Who? The The, audience? Our listeners. You know what they wouldn't regret? Um, asking us for a sticker? Yes, exactly. Good guess. If you want want a sticker, let us know. We still have some. They're totally free. Just ask. Ask us and we will give it away. Asketh, and we will give it away. What doth you asketh? All of it, thith. <laughs> for a stick, thickereth. For a, th- a stickereth. <laughs> oh my god. What? Pause it. Welcome back. Winnie did just make me pause it because my birthday is actually coming up. It's probably the day before we post this, mm-hmm. potentially. And um, she just looked at me straight in the eye and said, I bought you a present. I forgot where I put it. <laughs> I wrapped the rest of them today. And then I just had this sheer moment of terror. Where well, you've already given me. Missing. You've already given some to me. Three, to be precise. third <laughs> one. <laughs> two stickers and oh, two stickers. coffee. That's a single gift. Stickers count as one. <laughs> Even if the, yes, and we will give you the gift of stickers. A sticker legion, if you will. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Anyway, um, now that that's out of the way, um, hit listeners, remind me to look for Caitlin's birthday present. Wait, that's not how time works. <laughs> Ask us if we found the gift. <laughs> Ask us if we found the gift. Maybe we will she'll send get, you a sticker. Maybe she'll get early birthday presents, regular birthday presents, and late birthday presents. If you message us, here, how about this? If you message us, as long as we keep it, well, PG-13, let's say, and you just straight up guess what this gift was, if you guess, just any guess, we'll send you a sticker. If you guess and get it right, you'll get a sticker and a dollar. That's a good bet. Yeah. Yes. You won't guess right. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we're going to jump into the story this week. Now, I know that we've been on a big kick with missing persons cases. 
Yes. But I really wanted to dive into something that's been circulating on social media and the internet overall lately. And I know you and I both, we love a YouTube poll. We love getting into a deep, dark YouTube poll. And I definitely fell into one of those. Yeah. And I think I reached one of the darkest, strangest corners of YouTube, Mm. as I am one to do. Well, sure. Uh, I tell Whitney all the time, this is what I do in my spare time. Part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast, which the listeners may or may not know. To drag you down with us. Well, that, but yes, pretty much. Because when I was home alone, I would just watch YouTube videos of the creepiest things you could, top 10 scariest caught on tape videos. And I'd scare myself and I needed an outlet. Mm -hmm. So now you feel my pain. Yeah. This is what it's, this is what, this is what I created this for. Just to give you guys an indication, I was so uncomfortable by parts of the story that I called my dad multiple times today just to check in. <laughs> I haven't left my couch, but I feel Unc- something's... Uh, listen, we're talking about missing persons cases, and I'm not lost, and I haven't gone anywhere. However... <laughs> I do feel... Although, Unique did disappear out of her apartment. She did. That was so... our last episode. Check it out. Um, yeah, she disappeared out of her apartment... I think I've disappeared out of my mind. I did lose your birthday present. It's fine. We're all fine. Where are these people lost at? Missing from? Well, 1,600 people every year go missing from national parks. Every year? Every year. 1,600. Hold on. That's 1,000. And 600, yes. I can see the wheels. It's still a lie. <laughs> no, Don't downplay it. No, well, I, I thought you were going to say like, 1,600 people have been lost in the Great Smoky Mountains since 1972. I thought the sentence was going to be a lot longer. No, that was it. Right. Actually, it was originally a question, but I decided to just tell you. 1,600 people have been lost? <laughs> this is no laughing matter. It's not. It's They've scary. gone missing. Yes, from national parks every year, 1,600 people. If you listen to our podcast at all. And you know we're no longer going on boats. We're out into the open sea. Yeah. And we're now no longer going into forested areas. I'm making a family decision. (laughs) I was like, I don't think, I don't, okay. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) So this number 1600, unfortunately, is just an estimate. The National Park Service, although under federal funding, relies on local authorities for most of their missing persons cases. So if someone goes missing... They call in local sheriff's office deputies to come help with the search. Right. Um, it doesn't always reach a federal level. Yeah. It's not like they call in the FBI I guess for it depends case. on where it is, too. Depends on where it is. Yeah. Um, there's also no database or official record of the lost or found in national parks. Yeah, well, I guess if it's just going locally, they would just be shuffled in with the lost and found in Ohio County or right. in California mm-hmm. or in wherever. Right, which gets complicated because some of these parks cross state lines. Right, right. And it just becomes kind of a cluster. Uh, Now, some people think that the reason the National Parks has yet to consolidate a list is that if people knew how many missing persons cases there were, the number of tourists to these National Parks would plummet. These are multi-million or probably billion dollar industries. Mm -hmm. Tourist attractions. Yeah. Yearly. I can't imagine that... If every person knew 1,600 people go missing each year. Right. That people would be. I guess. I. uh, Let me play devil's advocate here for a moment. 
My only question is, now, I think one person going missing is too many. Yeah. However, 1,600 people compared to how many people visit national parks, I feel like people, even if they did know, if you're an avid hiker or somebody that likes, you know, nature or the forest or whatever, I think they would be like, yeah, but that's only like a one in one gajillion chance that you'd go missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a three percent chance. I mean, that wouldn't be me. But then it is you, and you get lost, and you can't say anything, and you can't warn others because you're gone. National parks can't necessarily keep track of every person that's hiking in the woods. Yeah. So some people think they don't want a database together because of the cost, the cost mm-hmm. that they would lose. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, of yeah, tourists yeah. not coming, and also the cost it would take to put one estimate I saw is it might be one point four million dollars for a database system. Oh well, yeah, because you'd have this. to have people that would keep track of it and stuff. Right. Another reason that people think the national parks don't advertise the number of missing persons is because if folks really found out what was in the woods, they'd run for the hills. Or in this case, away from them. The plains. Grasslands. Wait. <laughs> if people find found out what was lurking in the woods... They'd run for the plains. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a good joke, and I lost you, apparently. Oh I don't know God. what happened. I, I fell into a YouTube hole. They would run for the grasslands. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> we're not talking about water, we're talking about forests. Crashing the leaves. <laughs> No. What do you I want like from that me? better. Okay, okay. So the first um What's in the woods? Into the woods. So we're gonna start with a uh, missing persons case and then we're gonna talk about the theories behind that and jump off into what people think's in the woods. Sure. So I wanna tell you about six year old Dennis Martin, who was attending <laughs> a camping trip with his family in nineteen sixty nine. Uh, Dennis and his father and grandfather and his, uh, Dennis's brother would go camping every year on Father's Day. Got weekend. it. Okay. So this would have been in June. Uh, he and his brother were playing with some other children camping nearby, and the group uh, kind of got into a little huddle. This okay. is reported by Dennis's father. He was six, right? He was six, yes. Okay. His brother was a little bit older. Sure. The group of kids, they were all about the same age. Sure. So the group kind of huddled together, and they were whispering, and then they ran off giggling. And when the adults walked over, they, like did a jump scare they're like ah surprise we got you we scared you no um and you know it was a classically good jump scare orchestrated by a small group of children except not all of the children jumped out on cue of course as the adults looked around they realized that dennis was nowhere to be found now this was a matter of moments moments because they were probably like ha 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 look our parents are walking over get in this bush with me everybody jump behind a tree yeah and then jump out yeah now one source said that his brother like closed his eyes because they were like hiding yeah and when he opened his eyes to jump out dennis was just gone sure so dennis's father william he went by bill martin ran two miles further down the trail into the woods looking for the boy because he thought he's six well he's he's, not gonna make it two miles yeah and if he's six he's old enough to like if someone's yelling dennis where are you Mm -hmm. he will probably maybe not reply coherently but you would think he would yell or something or run towards the sound run towards the sound or be crying unless he thinks it's one big joke still he seems like they all kind of knew what the plan, plan was. was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A well-orchestrated child prank, okay? <laughs> love Just, this. Gotta love them. You know, them. had a little glitch. Gotta love them. 
So, uh, Bill did not believe Dennis could have gotten much further than the two miles he ran down into the woods. Yeah. And when he couldn't find him, he returned to camp and they raised the alarm. Sure. The area uh, where Dennis disappeared was not exactly an ideal location to be off the trail very far as a six-year-old boy. Although I don't think any place is good to be off the trail as a six-year-old boy. Well, they're, yeah. It's probably rocky and six-year-olds are little, so they can't climb. Right. So there were steep slopes, ravines, copperhead snakes, bears, feral <gasps> hogs, and bobcats known to the area, nice. um, as is the Great Smoky Mountains. Sure. Uh, the situation became dire as a downpour of rain began shortly after Dennis vanished. Oh, no. This left three inches of rain in just a few hours. So there was, like, oof, little oof, floods oof, oof, yeah. everywhere. Uh, this washed out trails, flooded streams, and destroyed any evidence that probably would have helped searchers look for the boy. Yeah. That night, temperatures dropped to 50 degrees, which doesn't sound like super cold. Yeah, but if you're wet. You're already wet. Yeah. And you're a little kid. And you're going to be cold. Yeah. Right. So um, people started worrying about him being out in the elements. Right. Nearly 1,400, 1,400 people were brought in to help with the search, including the National Guard and a Green Beret Special Forces team. Despite the rain, a small set of footprints was found leading down towards a stream. The footprints were dismissed by park officials as being made by a Boy Scout who was helping in the search. However, one of the prints was clearly made by a bare foot. Would you really be searching for somebody else if you were missing a sock and a shoe on one foot? Well, no, but also, like, it doesn't sound like they were doing a good job searching if someone was like, oh, I found a trail, and someone's like, no, I already looked over there. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot like, of sense. Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, Especially if you have the National Guard, I don't think they would be very, like, in the Green Beret search team, I feel like they would be a little more precise. Right. Than, like, think. go team, spread out! Like You would think so. <laughs> yeah. So, the prince um, led away from the large group. It wasn't in the same direction as where they were trying to organize. Uh, and that's not where the Boy Scout, who they were questioning about it, yeah. was at. Right. At one point, some sources say a sock and a shoe were also found matching Dennis's, and some sources say it was in an area where he couldn't have gotten to by himself. Okay. So it was very strange where it ended up. Okay. So Dennis went missing on June 14th. That was Father's Day weekend of 1969. By June 22nd, 56 square miles had been covered. There were over a thousand searchers still continuing their attempts to find Dennis. That was up until June 26th, four days later, when they started cutting back their numbers. Okay. So we started with 1,400, which is a lot. We cut back to about 1,000, and then slowly we're dropping off. Because it's probably becoming more volunteer-based. Right. Yeah. The search was completely abandoned on June 29th and officially closed by September 14th. This seems crazy that it's officially closed when it's a child. But I, I don't know how he could have survived. Yeah, I think that's what they're thinking. He's six. They've covered 57 square miles. So he's either fallen in a ravine and gotten covered because of the mm-hmm. storms. Or he's in the river yeah. and they can't find him and animals got him. Because right. if they haven't found any signs, mm-hmm. something happened. Right. That they're probably not going to find him. Right. That's what I think they were thinking. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go over the theories about... What people think happened to Dennis. Big old bobcat. Big old bobcat. Uh, The first theory is, you know, an animal got him. Mm -hmm. Like you said, uh, he could have been attacked by a hungry bear or a feral pig or a mountain lion. Yeah. The drought had made food scarce for the animals in the area. And Dwight McCarter, 
who is a retired park ranger that helped in the search, said that they had seen a bony, scrawny bear caught in a boar trap earlier that week or month. Okay. The boar trap had been baited with corn. Okay. So it was really weird that a bear was going after corn. Unless they're they were so hungry. Yeah. So bears don't normally attack people in that area, but yeah. at this point, they were desperate. I wonder what the signs are of a bear attack. Is that weird? I would think people would have heard one, the heard bear, it, and number two, there would have been blood when the kid screamed, and the kid would have screamed, like yeah. all of these Just things. you're in shock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but you think they would have found some sign of an attack? Yeah. For a footprint, if they found boy prints. Why wouldn't they found bear prints? You know? Ah, boy prints. Ah, those boy prints. So that was the first uh, theory. Okay. One which Dwight McCarter, the I mean, former park ranger, he said, could be we saw these bears in the yeah. area, but again, no blood, no, no signs of a struggle. Yeah. The second theory was that maybe he succumbed to hypothermia in the air elements, could have gotten swept away by the water. Yeah. Uh, just no trace of the body. Right, like this, a natural thing. If those were his footprints, they led to a stream, maybe he got swept away. Yeah. The third theory is that um, he could have been kidnapped. Okay. Now, people will say it would be awfully strange to be a sex trafficker, a child sex trafficker, and camp out in the woods until a child walks by. It seems like... It seems like a risky business, because then you have to take the kid somewhere. Yeah, then how do you get him out of the woods without people seeing? Yeah. And I'll tell you how. You... Well... You hollow out a tree. part Part of this theory is supported by the Key family. Okay. Harold Key and his family heard, quote, an enormous sickening scream... That afternoon, it was afternoon, wind and it's disappeared, but no exact time is given. Oh, th- were they, was the Key family in the same area, but not with Dennis's Correct. family? Correct. Okay, so they were just hiking nearby. Right. And they don't know what time it was, because nobody really knows what time Dennis was taken, but they heard a scream. Right. But Dennis's family did it? Correct. Huh. So, there was an enormous sickening scream. After the scream, they yes. saw a large, dirty, kind of unkept man. Mountain man, if you uh, will. Possibly. Um, they at first, Harold Key says, I thought it was a bear behind the bush. <laughs> and then he stood up and it was like a man. Sure, sure, sure. And he had something <clears throat> large and red over his shoulder. And, and he, Dennis was wearing red clothes. Dennis was wearing red yep, clothes. Yep, of course. Yes. Okay. And the man ran past him, got in a white car, and drove away. What? Okay. Now, again, the time is unknown, but this was five miles away from where Dennis is taken. So plausible. Most investigators think it's too far away to have carried a child with them not screaming until five miles away. And in the times, they think it was close enough that the guy couldn't have run five miles with the kid over his shoulder and gone away. Is possible. I don't know. Here are the things that I'm thinking. Um, could have knocked him out. And mm-hmm. then he woke up. Yeah, maybe. Um, could have duct taped his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then the kid got the duct tape off mm-hmm. at that point. Um, could have um, said, don't say anything or I'm going to kill your family. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally got far enough away, he saw this new family and was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. So I'm iffy about them being like that's impossible. If that you, does, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I, I understand what they're saying, but I don't. And they also, there's no clear, he had a kid over his shoulder. Yeah, it was just, just something, something red. And what, what was the guy wearing? Like, did he have clothes on? That sounds weird, but like, was he in a loincloth? I didn't really find that. Okay. But he got Well, they to, were probably like, what the f***? They thought it was a bear at first, so he's pretty yeah. hairy, was all they said. Um, him being really hairy, and also just the area in general, the Great Smoky Mountains, is known for its Bigfoot sightings, so the next theory is Bigfoot. Mm, Bigfoot's not that mean. He just likes beef jerky. Yeah, if, like in the commercials. I was gonna say Bigfoot, but I didn't wanna... I believe in Bigfoot, but I don't wanna believe that Bigfoot would kidnap children. For what purpose? For what reason? Um, the next theory is alien abduction. I threw that in there. Most people don't think that that happened. Yeah. Um, my Any personal... missing persons case, though, I feel like. Yeah. Alien protection. Uh, my personal theory that I'm going to throw in, not that I think is true. Okay. Staircases in the woods. I thought that. I did think that because it reminded me of the one where the... Wasn't there a family in the staircase episode where they went to play hide and seek and they mm-hmm. found the staircase in the woods? Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. Um, the last theory in the one we're really going to dive into today. Sure. Is that of there being feral, possibly cannibalistic people living off the grid in national parks. Mountain man. Mount, mountain men. Mountain men. Mountain, mountain people. Yes. Excuse me. Mountain folks. Mountain folk. Excuse me. So a YouTube user by the name of South Force 10 that's his username. Sure. And I say his because it sounds like a man's voice. I could be completely wrong. That's their username. That's their username. Came forward in 2020 with a series of videos where he walks around the cemetery in the daylight with his little wiener dog on a leash. Yes! Okay, wait. (laughs) So he has his wiener dog on a leash and you never see his face. Sure. He's just walking around from grave to grave for some reason. Yeah. Um, People like cemeteries. Yes. Um, And he he talks about other things besides this, but he talks about local things. And he walks around from grave to grave and he says, um, this cemetery is local to where I live. And then he pans up and you see what looks like a hotel, kind of looks like the Vegas Strip, but like really small in comparison. So like you can see across the street is like the strip of touristy things. Sure, like Main Street. Right. And then right beyond that, you can see the Great Smoky Mountains. Okay. So he said... I live at the base of the Great Smoky Mountains. Sure. My family has lived here for generations. Okay. And anybody here that you ask who has a family that's lived here from generations will tell you, we know exactly what happened to Dennis Martin. And the park rangers know what happened to Dennis Martin. And the government knows what happened to Dennis Martin. And I'm going to tell you what it is. So... I got chills again because I know I, what I'm so upset about. Every time, I don't even know why. It freaked me out when you're like, he walks through the graveyards and he tells stories. And I'm like, about missing children. And then you're like, wiener dog. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little bit better. <laughs> well, he has. That's a little he, comforting. He has one where he's like, I'm out of breath because I went to this place and it's a very evil place. And he, I didn't watch that video because it made me nervous. But he basically went to a place that is in the area that has real bad juju. Yeah. And. It, it you just don't go there and he went there to sh- do a video and then yeah. he's like i'm really like you unsettled. go there and your chakras come out of alignment bad <laughs> so again i don't know how true the things are that he says sure but i'm gonna tell you about him yeah because he claims to be a local and That's then his family's lived there for, for years right i trust anyone who owns a wiener dog right yeah me too i do 
that's a weird that's a weird thing that I have in my heart and soul yeah. that I don't know if it's accurate, but yeah. he's got a good vibe. South Force 10 says that the locals know exactly what happened to Dennis. They believe wholeheartedly that he was taken by, quote, the things that live in the woods. He then goes on to explain that there were feral people who lived in the mountains. He learned this from his grandfather and uncles who grew up in the early 1900s at the base of the Great Smoky Mountains. He claims that his family and other locals were hired at the time by government officials to hunt down the feral people when they began abducting hikers and children from the trails. I mean, we killed Native Americans, so... So, how did these people get here? (laughs) He says he doesn't know exactly how these feral people got to be in the woods. Yeah. One of the theories by the locals is that they were part of the Trail of Tears, or they were Native Americans who escaped basically being killed by Caucasians. Right. I don't really mean that, because I don't want to paint them to be, like, bad people. I was just saying, like, of course the government's just going to ask people to kill them and not actually, like, deal with it in any way. Right. Right. (laughs) It's a very... I mean, it would make sense, though. Like, Native peoples who have lived in the Great Smoky Mountains forever Mm -hmm. or were sent there for out of fear... And this is all they know, and the government, if, if you're seen, you're killed, so what else are they going to do? Right, right. They've lived off the grid for years. This is possibly how they survive. Yeah. So I'm going to say one more time, because it's very buck wild, and I just want to be clear, that this individual, South Force 10, yeah. who I'm trying not to call Space Force. South Force 10. South Force 10 says that his uncles and father were in their 20s in the 1930s, when they were given bounties on the feral people who lived in the woods. He does not know whether or not it was per head, or if it was just like, we'll pay you for a day yeah, to go to out go and out kill and, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his grandfather and uncles told him... And dad. Um, I think it's his great uncles, maybe. He oh, oh, said oh, his oh, uncles, oh, 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 oh. I, I thought you said dad and uncles, but... No, sorry, grandfather and uncles. Okay. For sure. I, he didn't yeah. say about his dad, sure. for sure. Okay. Regardless of who these, quote, feral people were, yeah. or how they got there. South Force 10 says his family were paid cash by the government, so there was no record of, of them hunting these people. And he would go on to say that this bounty system continued until about the 1950s. So the National Park System started before this, before okay. the 1950s. Sure. But it really started to become popular in the 1950s. And at this time... So, South, and the National Parks were a thing, but it was more like, come visit them. Right. In the 1950s and beyond. Yeah. So when it started to pick up in popularity, they said, oh, we probably can't have the locals out here with guns killing people Hunting anymore. people, yeah. Hunting people. Yeah. So they said, we're not going to pay people to do this anymore. And they just kind of hoped that the numbers were low enough it wouldn't matter. Oh, God. This meant, though, that the, quote, feral people were left to grow in numbers. The locals knew this was the case and that it would become a serious issue, but they backed off of their hunts because they're like, we're not getting paid and we know not to go out there. Yeah. So the park ignored the situation completely, according to South Force 10, until Dennis Martin's disappearance. Okay. When the park couldn't find the boy, they called in the National Guard. They also called in a team of Green Berets. Right. I did think this was a little strange. This is why I called Dad. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't really know what Green Berets do. Right. The only thing I really know about Green Berets is there used to be a show where they would put two, like, 
military style people against each other or like the knights versus whatever and then they would go through all of their training and everything and then they'd do a simulation to see who would win oh the green berets were on it that seems interesting yeah it was an amazing show i don't remember what it's called but it was great i'd watch it again and I do it again. Uh, do it again. Okay, um, so they call it the Green... What do Green Berets do? So Green Berets out? are a special forces unit. Okay. These ones in particular were trained to do, like, special recovery manhunt missions. Sure. But they were doing training. The story goes by, per the government, they were doing training in the area. So they were there anyway. And so we're like, we'll just send them help. over. Okay, sure. Sure. This, hmm, according to South Force 10 and other articles I've read, just didn't happen right you don't just say hey green berets how about you help us look for this kid yeah uh, not that they shouldn't i think you should send in special forces to find every child if you could right 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 but this just didn't happen okay. national guard yes this is when i called dad dad said you know um uh, our dad was in the national guard so i asked him because i thought he would have a little bit more insight sure he said that before the 1980s, you could probably just get the National Guard to volunteer. Yeah. Maybe the Green Berets if they were just in the area. But after 1980, you have to ask the governor, and the governor has to issue the command for the National Guard. It, okay, yeah, because it's like a military force right. like, moving. So it's a little more plausible, but it had never been done before. Wow, okay. It, you, they never had this much manpower for one missing person. Okay. Now, are you saying that it didn't happen, like the Green Berets didn't show up, or it didn't happen as in, like, they didn't volunteer, somebody would have had to tell them to go look for him? I don't know of them being used on uh, any other National Parks missing persons case. Besides Dennis? That I found. No, none. They were there for Dennis, though? Yes, they showed up. So you're saying that they showed up, but probably not on a volunteer basis? That is unclear. Okay. I got it. So, the government will say they were in the area yeah, and they and said they they'd were come just help there. Out. They heard him scream. Yeah. South Force 10 and what he says the other locals also Oh, because they were like, oh, the Greenberries weren't here in the area? Because they would have known. They said they were there. Oh. And in the pictures that you see them in, they don't have weapons. But what these locals say is that those special forces units were not brought in to find Dennis Martin. Oh, they were there these, to look for the... These local people say that the Green Beret Special Forces Unit, in this case, was called in specifically to basically commit a genocide of the feral people living in the woods. I'm dying. I'm straight up dying. This is the black hole I fell into today. This is insane. This is absolutely bonkers. Oh my god. And okay. And the, the cover up was, oh, they're here looking for Dennis. They're but they were really trying to track down the feral people so they could go back and kill everybody. Now, <sighs> there was several days of rain after Dennis went missing. So, theoretically, they could have, according to South Force 10, they could have gone in, done what they needed to do without most of the locals... Without most of the other volunteers, unless they were local. Sure. Dragged out the bodies and burned them. This is what they say happened. Yeah. They went in, killed all these feral people, dragged out the bodies, burned them, and nobody would have necessarily known a difference. Yeah. I mean, I can believe that. I mean, you're especially trained to essentially, what, Green Braves are especially trained to, like, kill people. Yeah. So... I mean, they're special forces. Yeah. Yes. They're, like, search and, search and destroy, right. basically. Yeah. Now, the other part that gets sticky here is 
if they were to recover Dennis Martin. What do they say happened? What do you say happened? Or do you, do you just make it look like him? you didn't find Dennis Martin? Oof. So I don't know because I feel like if you're Green Berets and you're especially trained to do all this shit, you could potentially stage a bear attack. It wouldn't be that hard. But it's more of what do you tell the child? How do you? Oh, if you, you can't I'm give sorry. Him back you're to saying that you're finding him alive. Yes. I was assuming they were finding him dead. Well, if you found him alive, you can't because he's six. So he's he six. could be like. I was with these weird people, people. for yep. days. Yep. You don't. Ugh. Yeah, and Whoa. it could be like a haha, what a weird six-year-old. But also, but also, who were those weird people? I'm very uncomfy. Now, this is what the locals say. Sure. The official story is no trace of Dennis Martin was ever found. And that they were just there for a search. Mostly volunteering. Because they were there for training. Now, South Force 10 also states that the FBI investigator who was leading the task force. Now, I can't find this. But that the FBI investigator leading the task force at the time, or one of them committed suicide after this whole thing went down. Because he would have probably known what was up. Possibly because he saw all these bodies of people that had been drugged out of the woods by the Green Berets. Right. Possibly because they had to cover up a small child's disappearance. Right. But regardless, this is what he states happened. I didn't see that in my research about Dennis Martin specifically. Right, right, right. But, But they also could cover that up too. Well, it could be written elsewhere. Sure. Because it kind of sure. stops with, no trace of Dennis was found. Yeah, And Done. there's not, like, yeah. to follow up. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So what happened to Dennis, we don't know. Right. So this all seems really wild. Mm-hmm. Beyond Dennis himself, who there was no trace of found, I want to dive a little bit more into the claims made by South Force 10. Okay. Um. Again, why were the Green Berets called in? But besides that, there were so many military resources used for this one case. Yeah. That it just seems very strange to people. Yeah. There was like two National Guard units. There was a um, Green Berets. There was a, a special plane called in. Two helicopters. Like, uh, over a dozen military jeeps. Right. So, all these things were called in to try to look Fine. for him. Yeah, which isn't a bad officially. thing, but, like, they don't do that for, it just like, anyone that. else. Right. And it's hard to make the excuse, like, we just have these 12 jeeps lying around. Yeah. We'll use them. And, again, it was, like, $65,000 spent. Ooh. Which, for 1969, is a little bit of money. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not as big as So they're the saying all this stuff was called in for the pe- for the feral people. This local people say absolutely without a doubt. Okay. Further support of that, of what their claims are, is that there was a report of a ranger being attacked by, quote, a wild man in 1968. No. And again, several years later, I think it was 1974. In the same area? Yes. Well, Great Smoky Mountains. Oh, God. But okay. Yes. So the theory of of cannibals living in national parks is allegedly very popular amongst the locals. 
has also been popular on Reddit and TikTok with rangers and hikers chiming in with personal experiences. I just thought it's like one of those things where like you want to join a cult to see if you would actually get brainwashed. Mm-hmm. I want to become a park ranger to see if it's true. To see if it's true. Yeah. Yeah, me too at this point. Yeah. So some rangers or retired rangers have said that it's just something that people know, that everyone knows who works at the park, but that they don't talk about. Now, again, if you're on Reddit and TikTok, I have no way of verifying that you actually used to be a ranger. Right. But. But also, like, did someone just make up the story? Like, did somebody just, because if you're, if you're saying that we can't verify any of this, so everybody is lying. Mm-hmm. Who comes up with the idea, like, nope, there's cannibals up in them hills? I mean, I guess it could be, like, a boogeyman story you tell your kids at night, but why? 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 It seems a little, like, most of that stuff, I feel like, turns a little more, like, mythological or, like, urban legendy, and this is kind of, like, straight up, like, no, you know, those missing kids, they got murdered. Yeah. And it, straight it's, up. It is just something that locals, quote-unquote, know. Um, it could be kids that get taken. They said kids are easy targets for these feral people. Yeah. But also sometimes whole families have been attacked. Oh, gosh. Whole families? Yeah. So one TikTok user named at Present Believer posted a video saying, when you remember the night you heard a family screaming for their lives from the top of mountains in an 800,000 K acre park, two days later, when you ask if everyone is okay, none of the park rangers knew what you were talking about even though when you called the police, they said the park will handle it. <gasps> so they're saying they heard a, a clearly a family screaming. Yep. This person They knows. called the police. The police said the park, we're calling the park. And the park said, we didn't, there, nobody screamed. No, no reports were yeah, taken. And you're like, about? I was one of those people that called. Yeah. oof yeah. Weird. So um, if you're not familiar with TikTok, you can stitch videos, which means you take one video and you then add your video onto it. Yeah. So, like, both play side by side. Right. And a... Or you... Yeah. Or on top of it. Or on top of it. Like, it starts and then you cut in or As, like, a reply. Yeah. So, user coincidence.theorist stitched her video to the present believers and said she is a local who lives near the Great Smoky Mountains. At the base of the Great Smoky Mountains. And there are definitely feral people who snatch kids and sometimes attack families. Oh, no. She says, quote, the federal and local government is very, very well aware and do everything they can to hide it. But locals know. We know. Look up Dennis Martin. They say they don't know what happened to Dennis Martin. They know what happened to Dennis Martin. Oof. This video blew up. Do you think this is one of those things, like, if I move to the base of the Great Smoky Mountains, I'll get let in on the whole thing? I think Or is it one of those things where, like, you've had to grow up there? You're not a local local. You just moved to town. I think they would say, hey, I'm staying out of the mountains at night by yourself. <laughs> I think they would. I honestly think they try to tell people and they get silenced. I'm sweating. She would go on. She has several videos about this because basically it blew up. Sure. People, people are asking her about it. Yeah. Right. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Can you tell me more? And she basically said, um, the park will intentionally gaslight people who come to them with reports. No doubt, no doubt. To make them think they're crazy. Yep. Even though they really are hearing and or seeing the things that they're hearing and seeing. Yeah. 
So she directs folks to watch the Missing 411 documentary that's on Hulu now. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it because I don't have Hulu and also I was home by myself all day. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Some of these cases she believes are probably due to sex trafficking abductions or children falling victim to the elements. But there are still a few cases that don't make sense fitting into any of those categories and could be due to feral people. Sure. So, um, I'll talk about one that she mentions who is Keith Parkinson. He was a two years old when he wandered off from his home in Ritter, Oregon. He was found 12 miles away with ripped clothes on and a few scratches on his face. The only thing he would say is that he was with, quote, a cat. Now, this is 12 miles away in like 22 hours. Big old bobcat. Big old bobcat. He's two. Big old bobcat. Big old bobcat. Yeah, he's too small. Jaboy can't walk Mountain 12 line. miles. Les Stroud, who's a survival expert, goes on to Missing 411 and is filmed. I watched a video clip of him. Basically tracing the path that they think this kid took. Okay. It was, like, so steep that he was having trouble, like, he had to be very slow and careful on the terrain. Okay. And then he said that at night, the temperatures dropped below freezing. And if that kid was just out there by himself, there is no way he would have made that trip and survived the elements. Okay. I'm not saying he could have walked it. I'm saying that it potentially, I'm going to play devil's advocate, potentially a mountain lion carried him. They think that his, I think that that is possible. The people in this documentary say that that, his injuries are not compatible with an actual mountain lion attack. So they're saying that he thinks what he thought was a big cat was actually just a furry human being with long fingernails. Yes. Picture like furry hills have eyes. Picture I don't think I ever watched the hills have eyes. I think of the Picture the lady from Robin Hood Men in Tights who's in love with Rottingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of um, the little gross sand people on Star Wars, but that's not. <laughs> is that what Hills Have Eyes people look like? I've never watched that No, movie. the Hills Have Eyes people are just creepy people who, they're just like people. It was filmed in West Virginia, and therefore I can't watch it with my own eyes because it makes me super nervous. The weekend song, Hills Have Eyes, is about cannibalism. Is it? No, I made that up. I'm real. Look, I get back on task. <laughs> So, uh, Les Stroud, the survival expert, says it's very unlikely that two-year-old Keith could have made that trek by himself, and it's very suspicious that he was able to go those 12 miles. So only mountain people that have hiked it before could walk it. They're saying a two-year-old couldn't have done it. Right. Without being carried, most likely. Okay. Got it. I got it. So says this very short video clip that I watched. I got it. Uh, Coincidence dot theorist also has a theory on how Keith got to this location. She says that the locals in the Great Smoky Mountains said that there is a different group than the cannibalistic feral people called wildlings who are known to take children for a few days, sometimes take their clothes to give to their own children, and then they return the child to a spot where they will be recovered safely but that the wildling can hide and not be seen and, like, watch them get taken back to there. Oh, okay. So it's not like they're there to hurt it or eat it. They're just like, we need those shoes. My kid needs new kicks. Yeah. Or just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, let's play with this baby for a little bit. It's a play date. Okay. 
But she's. I don't she mind makes, that as much. <laughs> I don't mind that as much. She makes a distinct, a, a distinct distinction. Yeah. I don't know what distinct difference. Yes, is that what she you're looking for? Clearly separates yeah. wildlings from these feral cannibalistic people. Sure, but she's saying that even in Oregon, they do have these groups of people. Yeah, and in Smoky Mountains where I live, there are these groups of people. It's yeah. not just like an isolated thing. Yeah, we're talking all national parks and forests. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the TikTok user also references Ida Mae Curtis in another video. This was a two-year-old who went missing. Her siblings told her mother that a bear came into the camp and took her away. She was found unharmed and literally unscratched. She survived the night below freezing temperatures in a completely mysterious way. No one can figure out how she... She snuggled with the bear. She snuggled with the bear. Now, some of the searchers believe that there was never a bear involved, but there were sightings in the area, and the other kids were young enough, they were like, a bear probably took her. Yeah. Um, others, like coincidence.theorists, suggest that wildlings took the girl, protected her overnight, and then returned her to the area where she was discovered. I guess you also have to think, too, these, these children who are saying that they saw a bear or a cat, the wildlings are these cannibalistic feral people might also be wearing animal pelts, mm -hmm. I guess. So they did see a bear. It was just a bear jacket on right. somebody. It was just, they were very hairy or very furry. Yeah. Or were wearing furs. Fur, yeah. So it would be very confusing to a very small child. Yeah. Who can, as two years old, or three, doesn't talk so good. Yeah. Like, you're just learning words. Yeah. No. And that makes sense. So, um, that was, again, not in the Great Smoky Mountains, but I want to talk about two more that were. Okay. So Thelma Pauline Melton was 58 years old and had hiked the Deep Creek Trail in the Great Smoky Mountains for 20 years. No. She if loved... It can happen to a 58-year-old, it can happen to me. That's why we're not going in the woods. <sighs> she loved the mountains and hiked the trail very often. The trail was listed as easy and there was no difficult terrain. Okay. On September 25th, 1981, she was hiking with her two friends. Her husband, like, came and dropped them off, but he had some health issues, so he's like, I'll wait in the truck. Yeah. I'll wait in the truck. He's also, like, ten years older than her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thelma. Uh, so she um, and her two friends did the started the hike. She picked up the pace a little bit and kind of walked ahead of them after a little while. She crested a little hill. And when they got over the hill, they couldn't see her. So they assumed she, like, walked very quickly back to the truck. And when they got back to the truck, she wasn't there. No. Impossible. And when she hadn't returned, they said, look, she's not a small lady. She's not super fast. Yeah. She could not have gotten that far on her own. Yeah. And so they basically reported her as a missing person. No trace of this woman was ever found. She is not a small lady. Now, some things that I read kind of pointed towards she could have decided to just up and leave. Well, okay. why would you do that? Why would you? Uh, I guess if she's a mountain woman, but at the same time, like, I feel like it's very difficult to be like, I don't want to be with my husband anymore, so I'm going to take my two besties and I'm going to hike the trail with them and then I'm just going to walk into the woods and wait for them to leave. It didn't make sense. Yeah, none of it made sense. Yeah, that they seems were, very difficult. They're like, she just vanished. And then, like, how did someone get her out of the area? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she was a big, big lady, but she wasn't, like, skin and bones. Yeah. Tiny. She's right. not, like, child size. Yeah. 
And she's also has hiked this trail for 20 years. She knows this trail. Maybe she knows it well enough to... Slip away. Slip away. Or some people think she was taken by or cannibalistic people. Or she agreed to go with them and join them. Join the cult. So I'd you like... break out. I would... Yes. I would rather think that she joined them... Than to think she was... Taken. Cannibalized. Yes. Yes. I don't want to think that about Although her. I don't want Thelma to become a cannibal either. But. No. I don't want anything bad to happen to Thelma, but we don't know what happened to her. Yeah. So, um... The last one that I want to talk about is Trini Lynn Gibson... Uh, her name was Teresa, but she went by Trini. On October 8th, 1976, 16-year-old Trini Lynn Gibson went on a high school field trip to the Great Smoky Mountains. The students were hiking about a 1.8-mile trail to Andrews Bald from Klingman's Dome. I don't know what those things mean, but they are places at the Great Smoky Mountains. Sure. 1.8 miles? Yes. Easy. So they were um, hiking up and then back on a trail called Forney Ridge Trail. Okay. The students broke up into small groups depending on their walking speed. Now the problem with this whole trip was that there was only one teacher and one bus driver supervising the group. Okay. Where did we go wrong here, people? I know they're 16-year-olds, but at the same time they're 16-year-olds. Chaperones. Yeah. Uh, No one could remember seeing Trini after about 3 p.m. after she walked different paces between a couple different groups and then seemingly vanished. Absolutely no trace of this girl was ever found. Gotta have your walking buddy. Right? Yeah, you gotta have your walking. Even if your walking buddy doesn't want to be your walking buddy, you gotta gotta force him to be your walking buddy. Two people are harder to take than one. I'm not saying it's never happened. Because apparently whole families have been attacked. Yeah. But... Got my walking buddy in my right hand and my taser in the left. My walking buddy in my right hand. And my taser in my left. That's what I said. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it again. So she just disappeared out of thin air on a 1.8 mile trail. That's not even that far. It's not that far for some. And it can't be that hard because no way a whole bunch of 16 year olds are going to go on a really hard hiking trail. I'm assuming it was like a class field trip, not like a, we're a hiking club and we love to hike. No, it was a class field trip. Yeah. That's wild. Now, I don't want to go into too many other stories. We could go on and on for hours and hours and hours. But there's so many stories that I think deserve attention. Yeah. People like Thelma and Trini yeah. and Dennis who just, and Keith, well, Keith was found. But, and Dennis who just like vanished without a trace. Right. And were never found. Yeah. Um, and the national parks, like, they did a search, but there's no list compiled of these cases. Sure. Leading the charge to bring awareness to these mysterious dis- disappearances is David Paulides, Paulides, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S. Now, he is a well-known author, mm-hmm. mostly for being the author of Missing 411, which was turned into this documentary that's on Hulu. Sure, about he, missing people. About missing people in national forests, as okay. well as Missing 411, The Hunted, which I don't know the difference. Both sound terrifying. Yeah. Both, most of these, the TikTokers that I saw and used as resources say that, like, they highly recommend watching. Yeah, the guy that I talk about all the time on YouTube, Mr. Ballin, he posts videos where he goes through the missing 411 stories. Mm-hmm. Very briefly, so obviously you still would want to read the book if you're super interested. Yeah. But he gives you a good idea of the mm-hmm. different stories. Now, people who have heard of David Pollard's probably don't take him seriously at face value because he is best known for being a Bigfoot 
enthusiast. believer, a Bigfoot enthusiast. Yeah. He has written a book about proving Bigfoot is real. Yeah. He basically leads the charge on saying, yes, Bigfoot is absolutely a real individual. Yeah. Um, but this missing persons thing is mostly separate. I think he also believes it could be Bigfoot that's taking yeah. these kids. Well, here's, it could here's be the thing, too, people. that I just thought of. You're going to tell me that, like, gorillas and chimpanzees can be real, but we can't have our own monkey man in the woods of the United States? Bigfoot's real, and he's a giant monkey man. Well, I think that some people, in the forums I've read, also believe that possibly the difference between a Bigfoot and a feral person is not that big of a difference. Oh. That they might be... One in the same. One in the same. But where does the line... The line is very blurred. Oh my god, that's terrifying. So, David... I was very excited to, like, see Bigfoot ever, mm -hmm. and now I'm not. No, no. Now I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not. Because what if it's... (sighs) Bigfoot will probably try to eat me anyway. Why do I want to see Bigfoot? See how big his feet are. Bigfoot... There's a huge difference between Bigfoot and cannibalistic Bigfoot. (laughs) You know what they say about Bigfoot? Big hands. Big socks. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, David is, you know, a, a, a very popular author in as far as missing persons cases. He really follows these cases. He has YouTube videos where sometimes he goes to the scene where these people were taken and sh- walks you through the case. Um, I watched a video where he was like, you guys wonder why I don't go in national parks and cover these things. It's because you have to apply for a permit to film in national parks if you profit off of it. And I keep getting denied, and they won't give me a reason why I keep getting denied. Oh. But he did real research, and he found that folks that go missing in national parks tend to go missing in clustered areas. Well, yeah, because if there's a bunch of kids running around, you're not going to notice. If it's just me and you walking, right, and we don't see anybody else on the trail, it's going to be very obvious if you go missing. Right? Yeah. If we're having a family reunion... And I'm talking to my favorite cousins and my non-favorite cousins. I'm not going to name names here. But look me in the eye and tell me you don't know who I'm talking about. And you go missing. It's going to be a little diff. Like, I probably wouldn't notice right away. Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, she's talking to Grandpap Pete. I don't have Grandpap Pete. (laughs) No, we did. Pap's dad's name is Pete. Yeah, Grandpap Pete. But you know what I mean? Like, if it's, like, a whole group of people, it's going to be a little easier to snatch a kid. Oh, I see what you're saying. There would be distractions. Yeah. Yes. Like, you'd be like, oh, Timothy's running around with Zane Mm -hmm. over there and Helen. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll be back in a minute. And then Zane and Helen come back, but Timothy's Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. I I know what you're saying. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Cluster areas. Basically what he's saying is that there are small pockets where people go missing more often than others. Uh, one person described it as playing pin the tail on the donkey, but you end up with small clusters in different areas around the board. It doesn't quite make sense if you, it was just to be random because they're getting lost in the wilderness. Right, right, right. Rather than there being patches of feral people snatching people from little patches. I'm terrified. I need there. to look at this it's map. horrible. I need to look at this map. I don't map. want to look at I it. I want to look at the map. So Paulides is even the one who came up with the estimate of the 1,600 people per year because he did the research to say this is about how many people are going missing because no one else will do it. Right, and he did the stories on him. Right. Yeah. He also started a a petition to force the National Park Service to maintain a list of both the missing and the found. 
neither the Interior Department nor the National Park Service would respond to his request or petition. It would make sense. Like, it, like, I don't know. It would just make sense because if you're going hiking, not that, like, you would go through a list of 1,600 people that are missing, but if they keep an updated list on who's missing and who's found and you're an avid hiker... Because that's some of the volunteers. Yeah. It's people who hike the area. So if they're gonna they're gonna look for people, mm-hmm. spot people on the trail. Yeah. How do you know to look out for people if you don't even know if you don't know that they're, they're missing? Not. Yeah. But but that's where the conspiracy comes in. Of are they, they don't want people to be found because they know what happened to them. Well, that or they are afraid that they'll lose money if people really know what's going, going on. on. Yeah. So why would they advertise it? Yeah. And also, it would cost a lot of money to make that database. They're just not trying hard enough. Paulides created and operates the Can-Am, capital C-A-N, capital A-M, Missing Project to attempt to locate and rescue missing persons from national parks. He basically has a website, and if you go to it, it's called the Can-Am Missing Project. And it has, like, missing persons cases, Bigfoot search... Missing 411. It's yeah. basically all of his stuff that he well, operates. Well, it's his research. Right. Yeah. But, like, the missing person stuff yeah. is in there. Because sure. he's the only one doing this big research. Yeah. He's the only one with an updated list on who has gone missing. Basically. Yeah. His books and the documentary both both touch on the fact that, um, one, most people go missing in the late afternoon or just before severe weather. Two, bodies that are never found or are found previously... Most bodies are never found or found in previously searched areas. So a lot of the cases that I didn't touch on are small children who... Um, they already looked there. They already looked in that yeah. area. Dennis Martin, where the skeletal remains were found. Yeah, they already People looked. swear they would have lo- already looked there. Yeah. The and family, it would make sense if it's feral people. This sounds so terrible. It makes sense if it was feral people, they'd be able to tell what the weather's going to be. Yeah. I don't know what the weather is without looking at the weather channel, but if you live outside if you smell, all day. If you smell the air enough, you know when it's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. I can only do that sometimes. Or they praise the rain god. That's very true. They're friends with druids. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. The third one is that lost clothing and footwear is sometimes off of the body, even when hypothermia has been rolled out. So in episode 12, when we talked about the Outlaw Pass, we talked about how if you get hypothermic. Oh, you take your clothes you off. You take your clothes off. Yeah. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! I had a heart attack. I had a heart attack as well. I had a heart attack as well. Jesus. (laughs) Getting really into it, and then we heard the door, you unlocked the door, and we, uh, yeah. Hello. I didn't know you were coming over. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our humble abode. We're fine. You're not a cannibal, right? <laughs> You're not here to eat us, right? <laughs> you can't change the weather on a whim, can you? <laughs> Do you praise the rain god? The I'll rain. accept either answer to that. <laughs> so, so, question. For the rain god, if we're talking about just precipitation or specifically rain in general, because, like, kids used to dance to, like, the snow. Snow god. dance? We were yeah. pagans ah! once for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pagan once. Everyone does it for a while. All God's children. So sorry, we were getting really into that, and then Jack unlocked the front door, and we're sitting right next to the front door, so it uh, scared us because the lights are off. Because we do record in the dark. Well, minimal lighting, I guess. Minimal lighting. We have a really nice neon green cat. cat. 
sign that protects us light yes. on the wall to set the mood when we record and it's very dim yes so anyway as you were saying usually the clothes are kept a on lot of, a lot of usually if you have hypothermia you take mm. off your clothes so they're saying that if they really succumbed to the elements their clothes would have probably been off correct but in a lot of these cases where hypothermia is ruled out oh they are still found with their clothes off. off. So there is a case So they're like, there's no reason for them to have taken their clothes off. Correct. Yeah. Or like there's one case where this little boy was found with his clothes, like his pants were turned inside out neatly and laid to the side. And like his shoe was 200 feet up a ravine. Right. But he could have never climbed up there because he was like two or three. And then like... Why would a if he was attacked by a bobcat or a bear? Why, why would, would his they just pants be inside fold out? Their clothes? Yeah. Right, like none of it yeah. makes sense. Sense, right? None of it makes sense, even if you just say feral people. Yeah, but in a lot of these cases, it's weird to say it would have to be something that understands, attack. not necessarily what clothes are, but it's not like a random slashing of the clothing. Mm-hmm. It's like a we're taking this off now mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Right. You can't say, in these cases, you can't say hypothermia because they ruled that out. Yeah. But yet, some reason, the clothes are off. But yeah. you can't say an animal attack because it was done really neatly and there was not, like, It's like somebody took tears. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like someone took the clothes off. Right. In sure. some cases. Sure. Like a wildling. Yeah. Gave them back. Yeah. Unless they weren't given back. Yeah. Then cannibals. But basically saying that there's too many loosens... Yeah. ...for you to say the elements got them or yeah. an animal got them. Sure. Like I said, I mentioned Diotlov Pass. I just want to put a little plug in here yeah. that there's been updates on Diotlov Pass. Um, if you haven't seen it in the news, because it's probably not in the news, scientists think that it was an avalanche. Yep. Look that up. It's very interesting. They used the frozen CGI, right, to help? Yes, they used CGI from the movie Frozen to recreate um, what they think happened, and it was really interesting. I mm-hmm. highly encourage you to go read that article. I would also encourage you to keep looking out for updates because there is another group of people missing in the exact same spot currently. <laughs> Which is terrifying, but they... Maybe there's cannibals there. Wasn't that a thing? So that's why, another reason I brought it up, there are some people that think that there could very well be cannibals in that area. That is one of the theories about Diolof Pass, although they... They thought it was like a peaceful tribe. They were like, oh, they're all peaceful. These aren't cannibalistic yeah. tribes, but like... It could just be wildlings and they're stealing them and then giving them, well, and then, wait, holding them. They haven't eaten them. They're holding them captive? Well, if I don't know if you remember. I just read it again recently, so that's why I remember. But some of them, their eyes were gone and, like, their tongue was cut off in some reports. But they were also frozen or in a water area for, like, months. Yeah, so, so their that eyes would and tongue shouldn't have been, yep. Right? So it's like, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, sure. Anywho. Scientists and experts. I have yet to agree. So, anyway, in conclusion. In conclusion. Dyatlov Pass has updates. Missing 411 is on Hulu. Plus, Missing 411, The Hunted. Let us know if you've seen it. We may or may not watch it. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Um, I also what is in that? <laughs> it's Astina. Astina. Rude. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to The Spooky Show, which is a podcast by Kate and Harrison. 
this podcast is one of the only ones I could find that talked about these feral people recently. Uh, Kate does a really nice job covering a lot of different stories. Mm. Um, They also say um, one of the lines that I will be going by from now on, Kate has a sticker for her car that says, stay out the forest. Stay out the forest. Uh, This is a fairly new thing. Not a new thing, but I feel like it just has gained popularity because Mm -hmm. of like TikTok and stuff like that. Stories on there. And as... As kind of crazy as it sounds, people will be like, there's not cannibals here, only in, like, isolated events. But Kate and Harrison both point out that you cannot tell me that North America is the only continent that doesn't have cannibals on it. Oh, We cannot does. expect us to be the only ones that don't have that. Yeah. Because almost every other continent, there are known tribes of cannibals. Well, it's also like that kind of thing where, like, we don't know what's underneath the ocean because we haven't explored it. You can't tell me that everybody's hiked every single inch of the National Forest. Yeah, clearly not. They'd find the staircases. (laughs) Yes. And if they're wildlings, they're going to move anyway. So even if you hiked, they've lived in those woods forever. You, a naive person going out there thinking that you can find them and hunt them down when you're in their element... In this economy? In this economy? <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. That goes against my sexuality. <laughs> I just, I don't think you can rule it out. And if there's, um, you know, South Force 10 and coincidence dot theorists, they are not the only people who say that they are locals who say this. There are tons of people on Reddit who say, my granddad would tell me stories or my great-grand was one of the ones that helped um, hunt these people like there yeah. are a ton a ton a ton of people who say i am a local and this is true yeah and it's too many for me to say nah rule it out right 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 no that makes sense you know what i do stay mm. stay, stay out, out the, the woods <laughs> stay out the woods stay out the woods <laughs> into the woods no out, out, out of the, the woods. woods out of the woods <laughs> so uh what do you think um will this story keep you up at night Will we still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? I'm conflicted mm. because I like hiking. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a huge big hiker, but we like walking through the woods yeah. on designated trails mm-hmm. where I do not need a map necessarily. Mm-hmm. So right now in my apartment, I mean, I would say that I don't think it's going to keep me up at night, but we both. We just both we almost just, shit our pants when yeah. Jack walked through the door. Right. So I don't know that. Right. And it's a double door system. <laughs> so who double- else is going to get in here? Um, but so, but also, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think that this is going to stop me from like ever going to a national forest because partially because of who our father is. I am, listen, we are going to the Grand Canyon this year, but that's not forest right 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 there's no trees at the green cave <laughs> i've never seen one <laughs> but also like is it gonna keep me up right now i don't know is it gonna keep me up if i ever go on vacation near woods again probably am i gonna sleep no camping who is she camping who is she I, well, my walking buddy will be in my right hand and my taser will be in my left how many times do i have to say it It will be a stick taser, not a hold taser. I'm not stupid. They're not getting that close to me. What's a stick? Like a baton taser. Oh, I. what's the shooty one? What if you miss? (laughs) What if you miss? (laughs) Not a shooty one. Like a pole one where I jab it at. (laughs) How long? Can you get an extendo one? Like like a telescoping taser? Yeah, but then after you get so long, it's hard to like 
pick up the end because it's, wanna... it's like a tape measure. It like bends. I'm gonna pay the money to get one of those lightsabers that people have actually developed now. That's like literally you don't want to touch it or your arm will fall off. Yeah. And I'm gonna take that hiking. Mm, fine, but what if you trip? You don't leave it on all the time. <laughs> what, if you can, what if you can't turn it on in time? You know what we've learned by this discussion right here? Hmm. We're never going into the woods again. No. Never. No. This and staircases to Out nowhere. of the woods. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. Anyway, thank you for your story. It was quite terrifying. I absolutely 100% believe that there are cannibals and wild things in the woods that take people and either eat them or, you know... Uh, chew on their shoes a little bit and then return them safely to their families. I believe this. 100%. Wildlings? Oh, I think absolutely. it's very interesting, the Bigfoot theory, that the Bigfoot and these could be the same thing. Yeah. I didn't think... I've never thought of that before. And that's fascinating. It I makes Bigfoot... Either. Honestly, it makes Bigfoot a little more scary than me, to me because it's almost like Bigfoot has become smarter now. Yeah, it's not just like a monkey person. Although monkeys are terrifying as well, but... Chimpanzees will get you. Chimpanzees will get you. Primates are not to be disrespected. No, not at all. Not even the little ones. I'm trying to find, um, there's a, there's a small girl, we were talking about tasers, there's a girl who's probably like maybe 10 on TikTok right now, and she's showing self-defense videos for kids. Yes. Have you seen her? No, but I need to take a self-defense class. She has shirts that say, drop wiggle oh i did see it i didn't watch it scream something yeah um but basically she shows like if someone goes to take you if you're a kid or if you're if you're anybody but for kids especially if someone goes to take you like things to do to get away yeah okay so let this be a lesson i okay here's your homework here's your homework for this week guys everybody needs to research self-defense classes and we all need to register I don't need to for register self-defense for self-defense classes. classes. Also, if you find a telescoping t- taser. Let me know where to buy it. Or laser. Let or laser. <laughs> Shine it in their eyes. <laughs> Shine! <laughs> Blind them and run. <laughs> Throw dust in their eyes. <gasps> Carry a pocket of glitter. What's in this pocket? Glitter. What's in this pocket? More glitter. I'm going to pocket got a pocket full of sunshine. I'm gonna okay, we're getting way off topic here. Time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. Um, let us know if you have ever been a part of or have seen feral people in the woods. Let us know if you believe that they're real. Let us know if you believe in Bigfoot. This is not my... De- hey, this is not our dedicated Bigfoot episode. It'll come. No, you didn't tell a single and story about that. when that day <laughs> comes, I will hunt you down and gut you like a fish. That's not what it is. What's it from? What are you saying? Okay, anyway, we got to go look up many, many things that we have forgotten over the years. So, thanks for tuning in. If you want to see pictures, I don't know if we have any pictures of wildlings, but you can see lovely pictures that we post of the missing persons in the Great Smoky Mountains um, on our Facebook, which is Bug and Rug. You can also look at them on our Twitter and Instagram, which are at BIAR Podcast. You can email us any of your ideas, and if you want to stay anonymous and tell us stories about how you are a cannibal, you can email us, podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you know people who were part of this hunt. Oh, yeah. I didn't ask about that. I don't know how to encrypt an email so that it's super <laughs> private, but if you need to send us an encrypted email, do it. <laughs> I ain't no snitch. <laughs> I swear I won't tell. I won't tell the government your secrets. 
that's something a snitch would say. <laughs> hey, if you're a snitch, you legally have to tell me right now. You legally have to tell me if you're police. Otherwise, it's entrapment. It's entrapment. Okay, anyway. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.